Welcome to the Growing Green Landscapes Podcast with Jeremiah Jennings. While still in his early 20s, Jeremiah already runs a successful six-figure lawn maintenance company. Listen in as he and his guests share the things that have brought them success that can help you in your business. As a young entrepreneur in the green industry, Jeremiah emphasizes the tips and tricks involved in running a lawn maintenance business while discussing the principles applying to all small businesses. If you're wanting to grow, become profitable and professional, you're in the right place. And now, here's your host, Jeremiah Jennings. What's going on, guys? Thanks for tuning in to the Growing Green Podcast today. This is your host, Jeremiah Jennings. We are so excited to be coming to you with another guest interview today. And this one's going to be really fun. It is uh, If you've been on Instagram, you've probably seen his name around there or been on other podcasts. And, and I'm, I, So I heard you. We'll just bring you in. Travis from Mars Bros. How are you doing today, man? Good, man. How are you? I am fantastic. Crazy day. Spring rush is here like we're all talking about. And you tell me before we uh, got on air here that... Uh, y'all having crazy rain up there. We're having we're having rain down here, and we finally had a pretty day today, so had to get a lot done. But I feel like so I actually uh, heard I've been following you on Instagram for a while, but then I heard you on Caleb's podcast, and and man, I'm in the same boat as him. I, Mars Bros is what is like that's what's in my head as you like you are Mars Bros to me. And then I looked you up on Instagram and you changed your name. I was like, oh no, he changed. <laughs> yeah, I changed it. I'm I'm actually thinking about going back because that's literally every other person has been like that is what is in my head no it <laughs> is seriously it is crazy how it does that because i mean when i i mean as soon as as soon as kev said mars bros i was like oh i know exactly who this dude is without even <laughs> without even looking at you so it was you you definitely need to i think that you created your brand as mars bros you need to you need to stick to it man stick to it yep that's right <laughs> that's what everybody else has said you might as well just go back to it and i'm like all right maybe i'll just go back to well it. what was your reasoning did you have did you have a reason for changing or you just want to change it up a little bit no, I really just w- was just changing it up just to see if there was a difference or anything like that. But now that I see that that's what everybody's like known it as, I might as well just go back to it. It was working when it was that. So we'll just, I'll just go back to that and go from there. <laughs> good deal. Good deal. Well, uh, I appreciate you coming on. We're going to have a fun time tonight. We're just going to sit here and have a, have some good conversation and who knows where it's going to take us, but I think you're going to bring a lot of value to the show and I'm excited to see where it goes. So just kind of take us into the story of Mars bros and, uh, and you're kind of maybe not your whole life story, but whatever you feel like telling about in, in business and, uh, and kind of how you got started and stuff. Uh, well, so pretty much for the last seven years, I've been working for a construction company. Um, I run heavy equipment. I mean, I started out in the ditch, laying pipe, mudding up inlets, all that type of stuff. And then I worked my way up to running equipment. And I started actually as a backfill guy on a pipe crew. And then from there, I went to a loader on a pipe crew. And then I've actually been in a dozer a lot lately. And I mean, I've been in from the smallest dozer we have up to our D8 that we have. And then, um, so that's been really fun and I, I really enjoy doing that. But when the whole COVID thing hit, we got shut down for roughly, I want to say two to three months of work somewhere around there. And it was real slow and we would go to work and then we wouldn't. And I had already had a X mark mower of my own that I just used to cut where I live and, uh, that's pretty much how it started. I was like, well, let me see what I can do while I'm just sitting home doing nothing. Let me go find something to do. So yeah. that's what I did. And I started out with like 
two or three yards and then it just exploded to like 30. <laughs> really? That's crazy. I did not that so this is guys this was not planned. That's you're the second guest in a row that we've had on the show that it started their companies because of COVID. And and that's we were actually talking about this with the last guy and um that's what we exactly were, and I think his name was yeah, yeah, uh, duh, it was Trey and you're Travis. They, yeah, got me mixed up there. But uh, he was. we were saying the same thing. Like, I've heard so many people that that was the reason they started their company and uh, was because of that, what you said, that we weren't working a lot. I mean, you got kind of shut down. We didn't know what the world was going to do for a couple months. And um, what do you think – do you think that you would have ever done this had that not happened? Do you think you ever would have even started a landscaping company? Um, I don't know because I actually – started helping a guy that was actually my son's baseball coach. I helped him cut grass just on the weekends because he had asked me to help and he knew that I knew how to run equipment, which would be a plus in running lawnmowers. For sure. So he asked me to help him and I really got like I always like cutting my own lawn and doing everything like that. But when you can pull away from somebody else's lawn that isn't yours and look back and be like, man, that looks awesome. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's just a whole different feeling, but um, I, I'm really not sure if I would have, I mean, now that I found that I'm in it, it's, I would say yes, but in reality, I don't really know if I would have, but I'm glad I did. Yeah. <laughs> so, so tell me, and this is going to be a really weird question, but I, I just want to ask because you, you don't know, you're kind of on the fence. Do you love it or do you just do it for side money? Like what is what is your urge to, to, to keep on doing it now that you've done it? No, now that I've started like actually getting into doing mulch and like getting more into like learning how to do hardscaping and stuff like that, I actually do love what I do. Like I That's love awesome. going out there. Yeah. And even though I already work 50 hours a week at my normal job still, I love going out there on Saturdays, even though like I'm not with my family. Like I still love going out there and cutting grass. It's that just, tells you something right there. Lower. That yeah. tells you, but when you're already making that big of a sacrifice starting out and you still love it, like that, that tells you, it sounds to me like that's what you're maybe not called to do, but like that, that sounds like it, you're doing what you need to be doing. And it sounds yeah, like you yeah. could really take it somewhere. So what are your goals? Like, well, I guess we should back backtrack a little bit. What is Mars Bros? What do y'all What do y'all do mainly? What does the business model look like? I mean, mostly right now we're just in like the the light landscaping and mowing grass. That's pretty much what we try and stick to right yeah. now. Because right now it's literally me and my wife's brother, my brother-in-law. Okay. Um, and that's pretty much Mars Brothers right yeah. now. Yeah. Um, and with two mowers and a trailer and all the other stuff you need, yeah. mowers, and string trimmers and stuff like that. But so that's it, such a I mean, fun little setup though. Like that, that, man, that's an awesome time to be like, you can go out and make some really good money on the side. You still have your full-time gig yeah. like that. I, man, I, I, I totally love where you're coming from. Yeah. And it, it is awesome being able to do all that, but it's gotten to the point lately where it's like, almost too much to do both wow. but it's, yeah. it's, it's i'm trying to just keep it back till i can get more things situated and all that and mm -hmm. my goal is like maybe in the next two years to three max to get out of my company that i'm in now okay but for right now i'm just gonna kind of sit back and 
see where it goes. <laughs> yeah, no, I hear you. Well, let's dive into that a little more if you if you don't mind, because I know there's a bunch of guys that listen into the show here, and they are either part time, kind of like you are, thinking about going full time, or they've just made the jump to full time. Uh, what do you think your process is going to look like over the next two to three years? And I know this is down the road. Things can obviously change. But what is your – I mean, have you thought about a game plan? Like, do you need to – how are you going to transition from a full-time job now to a full-time business owner uh, if you only – say you only have 30 yards? Are you going to grow it with other guys and then pull out of the full-time job? Because it's a – I know you're in a really tough spot. And I, I think this is going to be really good and it can help a lot of people because you got wife, you got kids – that's a bit. That's a big thing to leave a full time job to do. A lot of guys are in that boat, and they're like, "How do I do this? How do I get the boat close to the dock? How do I make the jump?" Uh, what do you, What is kind of like your game plan and your model going ahead? What do you think you're going to try to do? Um. So my plan basically is to, like you said, I would like to try and build it up to two consistent mo crews. So I have my brother in law who I can trust, and then just trying to find one other person that I can trust now. And let them two work together for maybe the next year, maybe two years. Okay. And then have them separate and get enough to run two full-time mo crews. And then that way I can, um, hopefully by that time, I'll have enough like landscaping jobs and stuff lined up that I would be able to quit my job and go from there and kind of for at least the first year, almost have enough work booked up for myself. Mm-hmm. In the, in the side of like hardscaping and landscape installs and stuff like that to be able to hold me over until the next year where I would be able to do more marketing and stuff like that to try and get even more work. Yeah, no, that, that's awesome. That sounds like a good plan. Uh, <clears throat> what do you, what do you, so you, you want to get into hardscaping, correct? Isn't that what you really want to do uh, for yourself? So it's kind of, I kind of like the mowing. I, I do like the mowing. But it's also one of those things like the mowing is a consistent amount of money almost for a set amount of weeks in a year. Yeah. So you have that consistent money that you can almost guarantee. And then, but from my background of the equipment and stuff like that, like that's kind of where I want to go to sort of is back into the equipment World. Well, and that's just so, a lot of experience that you don't need to take for granted. Like you, you can put that to work and really make some money yeah. with it. Yeah. And that's the thing, like, and also going into like small ex- excavation services, yeah. like flattening out backyards and things like, like back. Cause you can, you can do like grading and all that stuff. Right. I mean, you can do all yeah. that. So, yeah, I mean, yeah. man, I know a guy who, uh, his local to me, the guy who's been helping me on a lot of my landscape, uh, tear outs with his equipment is what he does is he's gotten on with a builder and, he man, he's he's got with a pole barn builder and with a home builder, and he is booked like full of just just making pads for houses. Like that's what yeah. he does. He yeah. just take he has a bobcat and he goes out and he doesn't have to leave the machine. Like on his pole barn builds, he goes out, sits in the machine, does the dirt work while other, while the other pole barn crew is out there doing the manual labor. And, and yep. it's not that he wouldn't get out and help him, but like he's getting paid to be there to sit in the machine. That's what he's doing. Yeah. Yep. yeah and and you have that experience. Like you could really take that and do something with it. Yeah. That that's my plan. I mean, eventually like I want to get a skid loader and like a mini X because they're just, they're two of the most versatile machines you could, you could ever have. And you can literally do almost anything with them. So it's. So let me ask you this. Are you going to get a tilt rotator on your mini X? 
<laughs> so I do love those things. I follow every person, every hardscaper that has them. Really? And like the job I do now, there's so many things that I've done where I'm like, man, how much easier would that have been? Yeah. I had something that I could just turn sideways and cut it just a little bit yep. easier than, than what I did for all those times. Are you, like, so are you ever going to be able to talk your company into getting one or no way? Oh, no, they would never. They'll no be like, you're, you're all right. Just doing it the way you're doing. Yeah, <laughs> no, they look awesome. I love watching. I mean, I don't know anything about big equipment, but I love watching them and seeing, I mean, Andy Walter, I could sit there and watch his page all day long when he's backfilling and turning that thing sideways and turning it upside down. It's crazy stuff. Yeah. So. Yeah, see, that's all the stuff that I've had to learn how to do the hard way. Yeah. So to be able to do it the easy way would just be amazing. <laughs> yeah, you wouldn't even know what to do with yourself. You'd be like, man, this yeah. I can do this in my sleep. Yeah. Yeah, those, the way we would have to do it is like you would literally have to take the bucket off of the machine and turn it around, and then you'd have to go up over a wall that you can't see and try and spread and stones. Just, <laughs> <laughs> it's like, it would be so much easier just to turn it. And yeah. And sprinkle it where you need it. Yeah. That's, that might be why they invented it. Who, who knows? I mean, that, that might've been why there's an invention for that. So, oh man, that's good stuff. That, that is awesome. That's, that's really, that's really cool, man, that you're going to, that that's the goals. And I think you could definitely take the company to that level with your, with the experience that you have and, uh, the background in the, in the, the equipment side of things that there's just so like, like you're saying, mowing is kind of what I call bill money. Like it's consistent. It's going to be there. You you can, you know what your bills are going to be. You can kind of base your mowing route to pay those bills. But then when you get into that dirt, where you get to moving dirt and landscape enhancements and installs and hardscaping, man, that's when you really start padding the stats. You can really start adding up some, some serious income that way. Um, so I think what you're doing is getting a really good foundation with the mow crew is, is, Pretty, I think that's a good model for anybody to follow because, like you're saying, when you're making that jump, and, and I feel like I, I can't talk about this because I've never done it. I've never gone from never taking a wife and kids and a mortgage and everything else that goes along with that and said goodbye to my last job. Uh, yeah. But I feel like building up this crew and, or, or building up the the crew or two crews, you can kind of look at it and say this this is consistent. This is what we're gonna have. So you can kind of at least base a plan off of that. Whereas if you're just doing landscape enhancements, it's going to be hard to do or dirt work. It's going to be hard to plan that way. I mean, is that kind of how you look at it? Yeah, that's pretty much the way I took it was you're, you're, you're not really guaranteed that work. Like, yeah, you can always go out and get it, but that's, it's not always something that's guaranteed. And, yeah. it, it, and with other companies around here, like it's, I mean, there's probably a good five or six other companies just right around me that, do hardscaping and so you're in a pretty competitive like market yeah so wow. i am so it's 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 almost one of those things like i'd rather just start off slow and see where it goes and then if it comes down to it then just make the jump i mean it's yeah it's i mean it's going to be hard to get to that point where it's like all right this is a definite like but from the way it's going now like i i feel pretty good about how it'll work out hopefully yeah no for sure <laughs> Well, let's talk a little bit about the business, being a business owner and, and you married, you have kids and you're doing this thing on the, on the side, but it's almost a full-time job essentially. Cause you go, you come home and then go, go do your other stuff. So what has that been like from day one? Uh, I, I, I want to start when we have guests on the show, you're kind of the inaugural one, I guess. I want to start talking more about how the entrepreneurship journey is having an effect on your marriage 
positive or negative or whatever you want to say, how much you want to say about it, but not just marriage, but just your life in general. Uh, do you, obviously you love what you're doing. You said you, you like it a lot more. You enjoy what you're doing now. You're getting into some enhancements. How was that? How was being an entrepreneur affected your home life? And, and, and even, even say, I mean, whatever you want to say here, as much as little as you want, like I said, but even some negative things like, and I know because what people need to what people need to realize is being an entrepreneur is not an easy journey. Like it's not, it's not easy for you to work fifty hours and then come home and go cut thirty yards in that spare time that you have between dark and Saturdays and Sundays. That can't be easy. There's no way, and you have to still have a family to support at home, and everything that goes along with that. So, what have you learned in your last two, three years of business as as being a, a part time business owner? Uh, what have you learned just running the business, and like, I mean, how has it affected your life? I mean, that's a broad like, question. <laughs> yeah, that is. Um, but it's all right. Um, like, I really like, you know how Andy Motor has the Datter Day thing and yeah. things like that. Like, that's the sad part is, is like, that's when I'm able to actually go out and do a lot of work because I don't have to work Saturdays or Sundays. So that part of it's really rough because, of course, both of my kids play sports. Both of them play baseball mm. during like during springtime now. And then they have a little break during the summer. And we go to the beach. Like I, I always try and make time for them. Like we go to the beach the same time every year. Yeah. So that that week I have to figure something out for things to get taken care of that no matter what, I'm we're going to the outer banks. Like yeah. that's where we go. Oh, that's awesome. And yeah, I don't want to be called when I'm down there. Like, here's what you have to do, just get it done. Mm-hmm. But then like then you come in the fall and both of my kids play football. So it's, it's, it's just hard to, to try and find a balance of being able to still go to your kids games and them not getting upset. Cause you're not there. But in the same sense, they also understand why I'm doing it. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm not doing it just to do it. Like I'm doing it so we can have a better life. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like it's, yeah. It's just you're building a future. Things. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I mean, not to say anything crazy, but I mean, I didn't grow up with the best life. So yeah, it's one of those things where I want to give my kids a better life than I had growing up. hundred so, percent. Yeah. So it's, it, it, that's pretty much where it starts. And honestly, that's pretty much what made me start the business pretty much was because like, besides COVID, like once I started thinking about it, I'm like, wow, like if I could really make this something I could make me and my wife and my kids have a better life than honestly I ever thought we would. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, no, a hundred percent. I, I, I think that's, I think that's really good stuff. And, uh, the whole, the whole, how, have, so how have you done it? I mean, if you don't mind sharing, what have you, what, what kind of things have you done to, to make that, to make running a business successfully on the side, but also still having a good family life. What are some, maybe some small tips or steps? Cause here, and here's my thing. And you mentioned, you mentioned, uh, the kids know why you're doing it. And that's, I'm, I'm, so we're expecting a child in September and like, yeah, it's going to be four or five, six years before they even, before he even knows anything about the company. He won't be able to comprehend any of that. Why we do any of it. But I, I'm already starting now, like listening to other people, and taking notes on how other successful business owners and people in their family lives who are successful 
how they are doing that and how, what are they do what are they telling their kids how are they implementing that in their family life so that's I, i'm picking your brain just as much as you're t- sharing for the audience out there right now so just how have you done it um honestly it's just it it's like weird to say but like just try and keep some type of schedule like i m- my kids mostly know that i'm not going to be at a practice like okay I, I would love to be at a practice but that's I would much rather go to a game and watch you at a whether it's baseball game or, mm-hmm. or a football game. Like I would much rather go the much rather go to that. So like they understand that. Yeah, I might not be able to be there every practice, but at least dad'll be there on game day. Yeah. Like I always yeah. I always try and make that my my thing with them. Like it's like setting your priorities. Like that's a priority yeah. to you. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, even if I, I mean, I have yards that I have to go and cut on Saturdays when football season comes, but a lot of times, and I've talked to most of the people, like most of my customers, I talk to them and stuff. So they all know. And the one lady, she knows that if I'm not there on Saturday morning at 8 a.m., like I usually am, one of my kids has a game Mm -hmm. and she just doesn't even it doesn't even phase her. She's like, Oh yeah. She, she comes out. How is the kid's game? Good. Blah, blah, blah. And then they go <laughs> that's awesome going. though. That's good. So, so it, and that's the thing, like at least for right now, I guess you would say like trying to train the customers to, to realize that, yes, I work for you, but in the same sense, I, I have a family to take care of yeah. and, and, and kids to, to watch grow up. So it, that's, that's one thing that I really focus on trying to do. I think that's key from the beginning because if you don't, if you just go out and you start accepting anybody and everybody and, and you're going to let people run all over you, you're going to build a bad a bad model from the beginning, a bad foundation. If you want to grow that successful company that you really enjoy working, you enjoy your customers and, and who you work for, then it's exactly like you're saying. You explain from the get-go. You have your family, you do it on the side or whatever your case is. It, gets, it just goes back to communication is key to me. It goes back yeah. to you yeah. have to talk to them about literally everything. If there's going to be, yeah. if I'm not going to be there for some reason, just let them know why. 90% of the time they're fine with it. You just yeah, got to let and them know. That's, yeah, and that's things I've done too. Like, oh, we're going to go start this mulch job on Saturday or whatever. And I'll let the customer know like, hey, we're going to be there, but I'll be there late or my guys will get there before me. And they'll start, um, they'll start working and I'll be there in an hour or two Yeah. or just when the project, like when the project even comes that it gets approved and all that, and I'll let them know, Hey, my kids have a game that day, but we'll be there. Like, it just, like you said, it's just, you have to communicate with people and most people understand most people aren't heartless and going to be like, Oh, well then that's no deal. You know what I mean? Like, and if they are, a, you don't want them as co- clients. That's exactly, the thing. Yeah, exactly. Yep. If they're going to be that way, then obviously I didn't want you as a, as a client anyway. So that's fine with me. You go, you go right on ahead and find somebody else. So. Exactly. There's plenty of other mowing companies out there. Cause Lord knows there's a million of them. Anybody that's <laughs> yeah. got a truck and a trailer is out mowing nowadays. So that you, you can find somebody to do it. Well, that's, that's awesome, man. Well, it, <clears throat> What is back to like the actual business side of things of like in the business? You said you hardscaping and stuff. Do you have any experience hardscaping? Is that something you're going to kind of teach yourself and learn along the way? Um, so actually, um, I actually bought uh, 
the hardscaping academy from Caleb Allman. I bought a lot of their stuff. Okay. And yeah. I've pretty much been learning from there. And like the thing is, like I talked about it on his podcast, like, and he was saying, I have like one of the best foundations because we build roads and stuff like yeah, that. It's that's the hardest. Yeah. So like the hardest part is the whole compaction thing and yeah. figuring all that out. He's like, it's, it's easy to lay pavers on the ground. Like, yeah. The hardest part is figuring out what to do with bad soil and, and stuff like that. So, I mean, I bought their programs just to, to try and familiar, familiarize myself with, um, like layouts and things like that to try and get a better idea of that stuff. But, um, yeah, that's pretty much what I, but just pretty much just learn as I go. I mean, that's kind of how I did it with running equipment and everything like that. So, <laughs> well, and I think it's really cool that you, it's, I think that will really play into your business model and your plan pretty well over the next two to three years, because if you are starting on the side like that, then it, it we're not on the side, but you're doing it part-time still, then you can learn some things here. you start a little garbage pad here, a garbage can pad, uh, for grandmother, whoever, like you could start little side jobs and work your way up to where in two to three years when you go full time, then you're all like, you know what you're doing at that point. So you're not having to learn then. Yeah. And, so I actually, I took something from the podcast, how to hardscape. Cause he was talking about how he started and he started a lot with doing like lift and relays where you don't need a lot of overhead. You don't need a lot of like equipment and everything yep. like that. Like there's a sink in a patio. Okay. We're going to take out these 30 blocks redo the dirt and then put it all back in and, and clean it up and fix it. And yep. so um, I think that's how I have um, one small patio right now that I'm getting ready to do soon. And then I have one that's a lift and relay and then another flagstone patio. So, yeah, I mean, I think that's just the way I'm going to, I'm going to start for right now is just trying to do small things like that. Cause that's stuff that you can get done in a day or two. If I start getting into bigger projects, then it's going to be like, oh, we're going to have to start this weekend, then wait all week, and then yeah. do some this weekend. And it's just, I mean, I'm sure people won't mind if you explain it to them. But in the same sense, like, I don't I don't really want to do that to somebody because there can be a lot of problems that happen in a week when you leave stuff open. And, that's and right. Like that, so <laughs> that's a, that is exactly right. What is uh? so you said you you said you do a lot on Saturdays. Do you, so you what do you have about 30 yards? Is that what you said? Yeah, yeah, we're up, we're up. We actually got a couple more um, this season, so we're up to about thirty five to thirty eight. Okay, that's a lot for a side. That's I mean that <laughs> you're you're racking them in like you're getting like I mean I understand what you're saying about that's getting kind of you're getting kind of busy. I mean that's it, to do on the weekends and that in the evenings. That's a lot. Um, yeah, and, and the thing is, is like a lot of them aren't little postage stamps like most of them are, are an acre most wow. of them are an acre or a little more i mean that's that's a bit that's a so, that's a good size property though to have 40 of them i mean almost yeah yeah so that so that's the thing i don't mind and it's like i can usually if it's me and another guy i can go out i'll try and do two a night when i get done work and then we'll do a bunch on the weekends but i actually for the smaller yards because i have a 60 inch laser and then I have a 48-inch laser. So the smaller yards, I'll actually send my brother-in-law out to do during the week so that on the weekends, all we have to do is the bigger yards. And then we can both Oh, cool. That. So he works for you during the week now. He's already yeah, working yeah. for you. Yeah. Yep. Oh, cool. 
That's awesome. So is he like full time? I mean, is he is that you got enough to kind of close to full time? How does that work? He's close to full time. He works probably about thirty two hours a week, probably somewhere around there. So that's man, that's awesome. So you, that is really. Cool. I was wondering that earlier. How were you going to have to like transition into sending him out on his own? Uh, but no, you've already got that. You already got that going. So by the time you're ready to start more crews, he's gonna already have that knowledge behind him, and that's. Yeah. Th- I think that's really gonna benefit you in the long run. Yeah, that was that was my plan, and he he wanted to to do it on his own. Like he was happy with helping me, but he was like, dude, he was like, because he's trying to help me build it too. So he's he's trying to take on more responsibility and not make it as hard on me because he sees how hard it is me already working fifty hours and then trying to do that too. So he's trying to take a little bit off of my plate. And so he's like, all right, well, these 15 to 20 yards, how about I'll just take care of them during the week. And then that way on the weekends, we usually only have about 10 to cut. So it, he, he takes a lot off my plate. <laughs> well, that's awesome. That's a good, that's good that you have that set up and you have that in place because without that, you'd be a very stressed man. <laughs> I mean, it's still very stressful. Oh, I believe you. Yeah. So it, but but he definitely helps a lot. So that's. Are you using any type of software to keep up with this? Uh, I actually just started using Jobber. I spent okay. this winter. I spent this winter transferring everything over, and I actually. That's a process, um, isn't it? Good yes. night. It's a process. <laughs> yes, it was. I, and there's just learning it, and there's actually a lot of things on there, and I'm really starting to like it. Um, but just learning that. And then I also purchased the price increase letter from Paul Jamison. Oh yeah. uh, I used that and every person that I, um, that I sent it out to accepted it. So that was awesome. Really a hundred percent, hundred percent acceptance. Except for for one guy that, um, I didn't really like his yard anyway. Always got to be that one guy. Mess up perfection. Yeah. He was like, well, I'll I'll just find somebody to do it cheaper than that. No, but bro, isn't that how it always works? It, I'm telling you, we did that this year. We sent out price increases and I swear to you, everyone that canceled everyone, I was like, Oh good. Thank you. I was ready to get out of that yard anyway. Like it's always the ones that you don't want to do are the ones that's the ones that cancel. This one was the one that was full of dog poop all the time. Oh, no way. The funny thing is, is the price that I moved them up to, was cheaper than what he was paying last year because every week he would get a, I would give him a fee for running over the dog poop in his yard. Really? So the price I was giving you this year was actually going to be cheaper than what it was last year. But I was like, whatever, I, I don't, I don't want to deal with it anyway. So yeah, that's fine with me. <laughs> do y'all run weekly or bi-weekly mows up there? Uh, we do weekly. Okay. It's just, it gets to the point up here. Like I've had people try and do weekly, but I tell them up front if they ask, I'm like, well, I'll tell you right now, I'll do bi-weekly if you absolutely want me to, but I'm charging more because I'll more than likely have to double cut it. Oh, absolutely. What what grasses types do y'all have up there where you're at? Uh, it's usually, it's like a tall fescue grass mostly. Okay. And yeah, I mean, that's pretty much what it is up here. Do people, I mean, do people take pride in their yards where you are? I love um, hearing this. A lot of like all over different regions, everybody's different. It's every person here is different. It's very really? weird. Like you have some people that that's all they care about is their, their yard. And then you have other people who could care less. And really? it's funny. Yeah. And it's funny when you drive around in the development and you see one yard that is bright green, beautiful. And then you go to the next yard and it looks dead and it's like, hold on. And then you go to the next yard and it's bright green and beautiful. And it's, 
but then you have people that are in, like I have one development that I have two or three houses in and almost every yard there, they either have somebody taking care of it or they're out there on Saturdays cutting and we're cutting and their grass looks just as good as what I'm cutting. Yeah. So it's, it's very weird. It, I've, I haven't really figured that one out yet. I'm like, it's so weird that some people just absolutely don't care. And then other people are. We like, have a little bit of that down here. Doing. We have a little bit of that down here too. And we were actually just talking in the truck while we were working today. We were in one of the neighborhoods, uh, the biggest neighborhood in our area. And when I say this neighborhood is packed, I mean, it is packed. I mean, there's oh, probably oh, close to a thousand, if not more than a thousand houses in this neighborhood. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it's it's huge, and they're still adding on to it. It is absolutely massive. But I was talking about, like, I think, so where we're at, we kind of have neighbors, but we're not, like, in a tight subdivision. Uh, yeah. We have, I mean, I got a little little property, but I think one of my biggest problems with living in a tight neighborhood would be if I, like, I would care about my lawn, and then the two people next to me didn't. There's no way I could do that. There's no, yeah. exactly what you're saying about riding in that one neighborhood where one of them is, plush and green and the other ones are like dead and brown like that's no way i can't do that yeah luckily where i live there so i live on like a it's not a main street but i live like on a an off street but um we're actually on the street where our high school is and a charter school by us but there's a development in the field directly across from me so like you have my grass which looks nice and then you have the field sometimes that is dead and brown and i'm like man oh, they- yeah no that's no good that is no good at all oh man i uh, i would hate that that's i'm telling you that would be my worst part about living in subdivision is if i cared about mine and and everybody else didn't and i think even more so than it looking dead it would be if i cut mine and then somebody didn't cut it for like a month i, I would just have to cut it yeah. for them there's no way i could sit there and watch them let it grow and, and grow and grow and grow so the guy that i actually got rid of um, well, he got rid of me technically, I yeah. guess you could say. Um, I actually had his neighbor pay me last year to cut his grass. No way. Yep. Because he didn't, that's how it all started pretty much is like, this guy called me and was like, Hey, my neighbor doesn't want to get his grass cut. Can you go over and cut his grass? And I'm like, well, I, I don't really want to do that. Like, yeah. why don't you give me like, I don't want to just trespass on somebody's property. And I was like, why don't you give me his number and I'll get a hold of him? And he was like, all right. And that's how I actually started with his yard. Was And that neighbor, neighbor actually paid for it? Yep. The neighbor ended up paying for it. And then the guy paid every time after that. But yeah. the original cut, the, the neighbor paid for it. <laughs> that's terrible. I would hate. See, oh, I couldn't do it. Could not do it. Could not do it. Nope. That I would end up, I would end up saying some things that didn't need to be said and probably get kicked out of the homeowner association. They would not yeah, be. Well, that's the funny thing. They have a homeowners association, and I'm like, "Yeah, like how does it get to this point?" Yeah, exactly. Like how does it? How does this happen? They'll they'll roll around town and everybody put their trash cans behind a fence or something, but then their grass will be six inches tall in the front yard, and and won't yeah. no, they won't do anything about that. Bushes covered up the house, and oh, it's a mess. Can't even walk on the sidewalk. The grass is all in the sidewalk. Exactly. It'll take you two hours to edge it just because it's gotten so bad. Man, it's yep. <laughs> it's crazy. Absolutely crazy. Well, man. This has been a really fun episode. I, like I said, I want to respect your time. I know you have a full evening ahead, and you got kids, kiddos at home, and all that. So, uh, just right here before as we wrap this up, is there any words of advice, any parting words of wisdom that you want to leave anybody with? Uh, whether it be talking about starting out on this, as a side hustle, or just owning a business in general, or, or anything like that. 
Um, the one thing I would say is just don't be afraid to like go out there and try. I mean, you're all the people that are like, Oh, well, I don't know if I could do it. I don't know this. Like you're, you're not going to know unless you try. And they, and that's what it is with me. Like, I didn't know if, if it was going to work, but I tried and it's starting to work. So just all you can do is keep pushing and see where you end up. Yeah. That's good stuff, man. That's good stuff. And our final question, we ask all of our guests here on the show, kind of already answered this earlier, but I still got to ask it here at the end to hear your answer because I love hearing everybody's answer. Is uh, it, It's pretty simple, but it can get complex. And it's just what is your why? Uh, yeah, we pretty much did go over it. I mean, like I said, I didn't I didn't grow up the easiest. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, my why is just to, to give my kids and my wife a uh, uh, – better life than what I had when I was younger and to um to to be able to retire one day happily yeah yeah that's good stuff create a legacy man you can create you can you can change your own your whole family tree after that I mean when you you I mean in in 200 years somebody could look back and say like man thanks to Travis we're here because of he went out on his own yep yeah that that that's my plan because like I said, there's the, before me, there was really nothing, and I'm trying to make something after it. So I hear you, buddy. Well, man, I really appreciate your time again, for real, coming on tonight. Guys, I hope you got something out of this episode. If, if you're anything like me, I know I did. Uh, so it, uh, just thank you to Travis for coming on. And where can we find you on Instagram or social media if we want to go connect with you there? Uh, it's just at Mars Brothers. Uh, yeah, no, no, no. Mars, just go ahead and go ahead and put your put Mars Bros because as soon as we yeah. hang up this Zoom call, you're going to go change it back to Mars Bros. So yep. that's we'll what you need to take it, it as. Mars Bros. Yep, there you go. We'll just put it at that. Yep. All right, Mars Bros on Instagram is where you can find him, and uh, once you see it, it will forever be ingrained in your memory. You will never, you will never unsee it after that. So. <laughs> Thank yep. you thank you so much for coming on. Thank you all for listening and for supporting the show as we've grown here over the past year. Coming up on a year, man. Episodes are flying by. We're not too far from 100. Um, we're going to keep trying to, to bring out the best uh, content we can twice a week and just try to help anybody else out there who's young in business, starting out, uh, starting the entrepreneurship journey because uh, just try to discuss things that I wish I would have had uh, two, three, four years ago when I was starting out. So anything we can do to help you, always just uh, reach out to us. You can email us or uh, we got our Instagram down in the show notes. You can DM us there and connect with us there. So thank you again, Travis. I hope you have a great night, man. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. It was a pleasure to be on here and it was an awesome awesome deal absolutely buddy thank you all for tuning in leave us a rating interview if you would if you enjoyed the show give us a big thumbs up can't wait to catch up with y'all here on the next episode thanks for tuning in to the growing green landscapes podcast we know you have many other podcast options to choose from and don't take it for granted that you chose to spend some time with us today You can connect with Jeremiah Jennings at Growing Green Landscapes on Instagram or use the link in the show description. Don't forget to smash the follow button on the podcast and leave those five-star ratings and reviews. We hope you crush it in your business and hope to catch you on our next episode.